Hello, friends. Welcome to Co-Parenting, your Thrive Guide podcast. My name is Deborah Lene, and I am the host of the podcast. And thank you so much for joining me for another episode. I know that each week I always say I'm so grateful that you've chosen to join me, but I truly am grateful, and I just don't ever want to not go an episode without saying that. So I'm grateful that you're spending your time with me today. This past week was Mother's Day week. And as you know, I am an everything mother, a birth mother, a sort of a stepmother, a host mother, a mother, 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 and soon to be grandmother, believe it or not. Oh my gosh, it feels so weird to say that. But as I've stated before, I will not be called grandmother. I will be called Dee Dee. And speaking of, Bree, my oldest, is coming into town this week, and I am super excited. So while I didn't 100% celebrate Mother's Day on Sunday, I am planning on celebrating it with her later this week. And so I am so excited to see her. And I was thinking about the coming up summertime. And how summers changes the schedules, right? And we're so used to going through, you know, school. And now that kids are getting back into school or you're in your routine of, you know, online virtual school. So the the schedules will be changing. And I was thinking about how that affects our co-parenting plans and schedules And I just wanted to share with you some ideas and thoughts that I had on summertime co-parenting and how that you can make things go more smoothly or you can help things not be so stressful. And so I wanted to share with you today some thoughts that I had about co-parenting during the summer. The first idea that I had or the first, you know, tip or whatever you want to call it, I had was about share your vacation plans as soon as possible with the other co-parent. And so in thinking about this, always more communication is always key as in every relationship in our lives. But you don't want to wait till the last minute to discuss with your other co-parent, what your plans are for the summer or whose schedule. So as you know, summers are not predictable, especially if you have multiple kids and you have birthdays and sports schedules and reunions and various things that require both parents to participate. So it is important to have those conversations early and And to have them often, right? So once you kind of know what you're planning on doing, maybe set up a time or send an email, whatever is the best form of communication. For me, I am one to call and say, hey, can we talk about what we're doing for the summer? I am lucky enough that I don't have a court ordered or a co-parenting plan that's like in court where we have, you know, you get her this day and I get her this day. We don't have that. Uh, Fortunately, we have been able to work that out between ourselves. But the more communication you have in terms of the summer, the better. And so you can do that by, you know, you can get coffee together or send just send an email if you guys don't have a, 
you know, nice co-parenting arrangement, you can send an email about what your plans are and then talk about it. And just one little word of advice here. If you do have birthdays or celebrations where both parents have to be present and you guys are not in a space where you're getting along, I wouldn't force those family celebrations together. Some birthdays or some reunions or whatever it is, it's best that both parents aren't there. If you guys are in a very tough situation with the other co-parent and things are just not in a good place, maybe you don't want to attend that. So maybe you want to have separate celebrations and there is nothing wrong with that. It doesn't have to be forever, but maybe for this summer, it's that way. And so I think it is important to share what your plans are and then to coordinate that. The other thing is when you are making summer plans is to get your child's input for their summer plans. And as you know, children do better when there is a routine and a structure. And so what you want to do is make sure their needs are being met and and that they are being considered, their thoughts and feelings about what they want to do during vacation planning stages are being met. Now, granted, if they're two or three, obviously you can't do that. But if they're like 9, 10, 11, 12, and they can, you know, they have input and an opinion about what they want to do, you may want to have a family meeting and discuss what the plans are and what you guys want to do. And you may find out that the kids, maybe they don't want to go away and be gone. Um, Maybe they want to stay in town and just do soccer and play with their friends and have fun little one day or one afternoon play dates. I know that with COVID, Ava, now that some of the restrictions are being lifted and a lot of us are vaccinated in my area, my group of people, that... Ava is just happy just going to the park and being able to play with her friends. And because so much of that didn't happen for so long. So really let the children tell you what they want to do for summer break and giving them a voice. It will relieve any pressure that you feel about creating this, you know, special, magical um, vacation that you think they might want. It's also important, I think, that in your planning stages that you make time for the kids to be the kids. So that could include letting the kids sleep in till noon, right? If they do, mine doesn't, but if yours does, or spending time just watching a movie or relaxing or reading a book or going to an art class for one day. Anything or schedule time outside. And I think anything like that, if you can just let a child be a kid and just be, sometimes that is the best thing. Now, I know with COVID, everything's a little weird. So they may want to, you know, go on a little trip or whatever. But I really think that um, getting their input is so important and making sure that they're not so scheduled out that there isn't time for them to just be. And on that note, I was just thinking, 
If your kids are like, I'm bored, it is okay to be bored. Go figure it out. That's, you know, I tell Ava all the time, it's okay. She's like, oh, I'm bored. I don't want to watch whatever anymore. I don't want to be on my, okay, it's okay. Figure it out. And inevitably she will draw, she will write and do the things that she loves. And so I think it is important that you make time for a kid to be a kid. If you are planning on having going out of town for two or three weeks or whatever your schedule permits, I think it is important that you, once you've communicated that with the other co-parent, that you also make arrangements for the other co-parent to communicate regularly, either via FaceTime or Zoom or however you guys do it. If I'm an uh, iPhone person, so they can FaceTime. And that way, the other parent doesn't feel isolated. So have a scheduled time that they talk to them two or three or four days a week or every day. I don't, I, I feel so grateful because fortunately, I don't have to schedule it because of the relationship that I have with Ava's father. He calls anytime he wants. Ava has her own devices, so he can call her directly anytime. So there's that flu- fluidity in my particular relationship. But if you don't have that, and I understand many people don't, and so I totally get that, then schedule times so that the other co-parent can be, can know what's going on, can still feel apart. And on this note, it is totally natural for your child to miss the other parent while they're away. And so you shouldn't feel hurt about that. That's actually really healthy. Um, And so you, you want the child to be hurt, but yet you can plan fun activities so that it's not an overwhelming, I mean, you want the child to miss the other co-parent. And so you shouldn't feel hurt by that. That's the point. And your understanding that the child is going to miss the other parent, it really goes a long ways to the child understanding that both parents love and miss the children. And that is okay. And it is okay to talk to them, call them. And I really feel like it, in the end, it helps the child feel more confident in their parents and how they grow up as a person. The next thing that I would encourage you to do is to avoid being in competition with the co-parent. So I, you know, this one is can be tough for a lot of people, especially if you feel like there's a big disparity in what you can give your child in terms of a vacation and what the other co-parent can give in terms of a vacation. But don't try to one-up the co-parent, right, on who has the better vacation. And if you do that, it will only create anger. It will create resentment between you and your co-parent. And it will create guilt with the child because he'll feel guilty for enjoying all these wonderful things while you're over here, you know, not being able to provide that and being mad about it. Ultimately, you know, our children, they just want to spend time with us, right? And and their parents. 
And typically, they don't really care about a fancy vacation. They care about quality time, making memories. And as you know, the best memories aren't created by money or material objects, although I think they help sometimes. But quality time is what's most important. And I think that as long as the parents, co-parents, spend quality time with the child and try to create what you can and meet the child's needs, the child will be happy. And really, that's what we want, right? Another thing is to be flexible and support your child's relationship with the other co-parent. So if you have decided to travel, if, if, if you're traveling out of town, right, and or you're gone, you're away from the child, or the other co-parent is taking the child out of town, maybe you want to make sure that the other co-parent has all contact and travel information. Um, if And have all the details. And I know some co-parents are like, oh my God, I'm not going to tell him everywhere I've gone or where I'm going. But really, it it's okay. If something were to happen, you'd want to know if, the, if you were in that position, wouldn't you want to know where the other co-parent was? And so I think it's important to share all the contact and travel information so they can reach you. If your child is going away with the other co-parent, make sure that they have the doctor's information or make sure you sign any travel documents that there might be. And if your other co-parent does not have the child all the time like on a regular basis so maybe you guys share summers and they're not with them throughout the summer they're in another state etc you and they're going to their their house and they're going to be away for a month or two at a time you may want to provide the co-parent with any like medication or any of their capabilities if they're just learning to swim or if they have allergies to certain things that the other co-parent might not have thought about and might not think about. So I think ultimately, right, we want them to have a safe and happy and wonderful time together. That's the goal. So I think being flexible and being open to that is so important. One thing here, I know on summer vacations, I know co-parents sometimes like to bring a new boyfriend or girlfriend into the mix. And I know this can be a super sensitive subject. So I I totally get that. But if this is a new boyfriend, girlfriend coming into this situation, I would really encourage the parents to make sure that that boyfriend or girlfriend, the new person, doesn't interfere with when it comes to the vacation planning, right? The co-parents and the children need to work it out. And I'm saying this as if it's new. Now, I understand there are many different scenarios of family. So I totally understand when there is a stepmother, bonus mother involved or, or what have you. And let me just say, sometimes it's easier to communicate with the mother, stepmother, bonus mom, whatever you call it, it's easier to communicate with them than the other than your other co parent. So I get that. But if it's a new person, like make sure that the new person 
boyfriend, girlfriend doesn't come in and try to plan the whole thing or take over the planning. Because I think it can cause confusion and upset feelings and undue drama, honestly, in in the vacation plans. And it is an opportunity for the new boyfriend, girlfriend to get to know your child. And honestly, I would encourage them to just get to know them. They don't have to set rules. They don't have to be um, the rule person. They can just be like getting to know a new person. So I would really, really encourage you if you are planning on bringing in a new boyfriend, girlfriend to on a summer vacation that you lead the way in in making sure that you, your other co-parent and the child are the ones that have planned the vacation. The next thing is, um, and this is especially for all my single mothers who may not be able to afford a nice vacation. And I know for me, this has always been a thing for me. I always try not to compare myself to other people who can provide much more than I can personally. But if you don't have the means to have a big fancy vacation or whatever your idea of a fancy vacation is, I would encourage you to plan a trip to the zoo. Plan a dance class that you can take with your child or a day trip. Take off one day of work and explore local parks or we have a lot of parks in this area so that would be a very fun thing to do or spend the day at a water park. We have a water park about an hour from here so doing that right or go to if you don't have a pool or access to a pool you can find local pools there's local um a lot of parks have um water park areas um take a surprise day off when you wake up in the morning you plan it but you don't necessarily tell your child but say hey today I'm taking off and we're gonna go do picnic we're gonna whatever it is, right? And so you want to create a memory and don't feel guilty about what you can and cannot do for your child. If you work at creating, setting up quality time, it really, really goes a long ways for the children and their memories. When they look back, it won't be like, oh yeah, we only got to do this. It'll have create great memories, right? For them as children. I remember years ago, years and years ago, when I was had just come through my divorce with Bree's father, and I was really struggling. I, I was actually homeless at the time. And for a short period of time, it was about six or seven weeks, I didn't did not have a home and I had Bree. And I found uh, this very nice hotel. And I pulled into the back around the back side of it. And you could just there was like a walkway that walked into the pool area. And so I would park back there. Um, we would sleep in my car. And I remember when Brie got older, she said to me, Mom, 
do you remember when we went on that vacation and we ate peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in the back of the car and then we would walk to the pool area, but we would sleep in the car and it was so much fun. And I remember when when she said that the first time, I was like, what is she talking about? (laughs) Right? That was not a vacation. That was me trying to do my thing. And meaning I was working. I had, to be honest, I had lied about my address on a daycare application so I could get her into a daycare. It was a lot of, of drama, right? But yet she remembered that as a vacation. And we did. We went swimming in the pool like every evening. I was never questioned. Um, but it was a it was a very, very nice hotel. I won't say what city. But anyway, I I just uh it's funny what kids remember. So what I'm saying is it doesn't necessarily it's not in all the fluff and the fanciness, right? It's in the small little things that you can create, Um, you know, painting ceramics, going to ceramics class. I don't know. I I was trying to think of things that any of us can do to create memories and quality time with our child. So if you're a single mom like I am and you don't have a lot of money, think about ways in which you could create memories and that fun time. Maybe, uh, you know, ice cream, uh, ice cream cones on Wednesday nights or after dinner or have your dinner in a different place. Just something to create memories. I think it's so, so important. I know a lot of us will get carried away in what we can't do. So just look at the ways in which you can create quality time. And the last thing that I would say is think of yourself right? If you're going to have a long period of time this summer without your children, you should try to plan some adult fun while you're away, while while your kids are away. So you can explore new places, read some books you've been wanting to read, walk, meet new people, expand your own interests if there's something you've been wanting to do for a long time. And so, you know, get, get a massage, work on your favorite project around the house, whatever it is that will give you a little peace and a little happiness so that you can enjoy your time instead of thinking about, oh, I don't have my kids. What do I do? I'm so lost. I think it's really important to take time for yourself. And I am speaking to myself too, because I don't do that enough. And I'm very aware that I don't. But I'm really working hard to create my own when Ava is not with me to create time for me just to be and to read and to do stuff that I like to do. So I'm going to leave you with this. Remember that as that your co-parent loves your children just like you do. And for the most part, I know that's not everybody, but for the most part, the other parent loves the child just like you do. So relax and let them go if they're going to be gone and enjoy and create fun for you. And I hope that everything I have said today will help you in your summertime planning with your co-parent. And I, I hope that it brings some kind of new thoughts, new thinking, a new way of thinking about how you plan your summertime 
this summer. So I hope you all have a wonderful week. And I'm so excited. School is almost over. And so I am so excited to be kind of going into the summer and we can put the school year behind us because all of us have had a tough one. So thank you all so much for joining me again this week. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I am looking forward to talking to you next week.